Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up, up. Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt, how's things up on the Eastern Shore? Good, good, good. Can't can't complain. Good, can't complain. What's the, what, what's a lot the weather of, a lot like of, up there? It's cold. Uh, it's in the forties. <laughs> it's it's per it's parade season. So like every weekend now, there's parades in these little small towns all around my house. Oh, a bunch so I've been of hitting Christmas up the parades. parades. What mm-hmm. kind of what kind of parades have you gone to? Well, I just went to this uh, past weekend. I went to the Easton Parade. Okay. Uh, and, and, and next weekend's the St. Michael's Parade. I skipped out on the Centerville Parade. Just a personal choice. And what are these parades? Like, what? Like I assume they're Santa in a fire truck. That's, yeah, that's the grand finale. That's the last thing. <laughs> For, like, every parade. Yeah, and I don't, you know what I don't like? The, sometimes there's a guy dressed as Santa in just a random float. Dude, if you're not the Santa in the grand finale at the end on the fire truck, don't dress up as Santa. That's, like, uh, identity theft, which is not know. a joke, Santa. You know the Santas that creep me up about this time are the Santas who are not in the red suits but, like, walking around Target because, like, oh, I just got off work from a bunch of kids sitting on my lap and now I got to pick up some groceries. Those are the Santas that creep me out, and I'm pretty sure my wife thinks that's the real Santa when she sees those. It's possible. We spent, well, by we, I mean she, and I dragged her out of that store Spent at least fifteen minutes creeping around Alice following a, a Santa out of, a Santa off work yesterday. Mm. Did he smell like beef and cheese? <laughs> right. No. No. It smelled like uh, what candy, candy canes and sugar plums. Yeah. No. And we went to uh, we also went this past weekend to the local bakery who had because you have to be kind of now, uh, now a, a bakery parade. I'm down for. Well, it was. It wasn't. It, they had Mrs. Claus. Oh. They had Mrs. Claus. Mr. Claus, I guess, was occupied maybe getting ready for the parade so mrs claus is over there mm-hmm. uh and but but she did the same thing you, you you go and sit on her lap and she'll tell you what you want you wait you can sit i mean on, you tell her what you, want. you can sit on mrs claus's lap oh yeah oh yeah and uh, and, and, t- and tell her what you want for christmas and i guess she relays the message or maybe she does i don't know like maybe she does the shopping for right. the kids i don't know how it works she have a big christmas sack also no there 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 was no sack she was you know just looking like an old Old, adorable little, little oh, lady I who I they felt bad for her legs when these kids sat on her leg. I thought they were going to crush underneath. Have you, uh, did you know there's a – we we went to – I spent – I don't go to stores that often. I just – I don't like to, especially around Christmas season. But mm, uh, Especially when there's thing called Amazon.com. Exactly, I right. I And especially now that the Amazon guys, now that I have a garage, they come and they put it inside my garage. Like they, oh, nice. Like they have a I've never thing, had one of those They have a thing where they can open my garage up, put it inside, and they put it on this little bench in my garage every time. So I come home from work, 
Amazon packages are in the garage on the bench. It's pretty nice. You know, you know you're supposed to leave like soda or chips there for I them. saw that viral video and it did make me think like I don't have sodas and chips there, but I'm letting him in my garage. I'm like opening up all my all my crap to him. Yeah. So he maybe can kind of take whatever magnet. he wants. Yeah. So maybe I should put some candy out there, but I but I got to put I got to put a camera up first to videotape to get like that guy dancing on the front porch or whatever. Oh yeah, the only point of putting a chips and soda out is there to is to make it about yourself. To hopefully get something that can go viral. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's not about it's not about helping others. It's always about yourself. Uh but I was going to say I was in the store yesterday and you know, they always have like all the kids toys out. So it's a bunch of Frozen 2 stuff. And then they try to promote like board games is always a big Christmas present option. I think because you can wrap that up and say, look, it's for all you kids. Uh, but, you know, they give out a game now called Mrs. Monopoly. Uh, yes, I'm aware. Have you have you looked at the rules of Mrs. Monopoly? I, I have not looked directly, but I've heard people talk about them. Apparently, to make up for the wage gap, right, the women get paid a little bit more than the men. Yeah, when they when you pass go, the women get double the amount of money. Oh, uh, double. Yeah, yeah. How's yeah. that supposed to fix the wage gap and fix society? Well, sometimes you've got to overcompensate for unfairness in the past like, generations. Because, like, I've played Monopoly my whole life, and I'm pretty sure whenever I pass go, male and female would make the same amount of money. Yeah, that was the cool thing about board games, right? Because in this pretend board game world, everything is supposed to be equal. But I guess that's not true anymore. Right, right. If you want it to be it's like, like sport, everything's supposed to be equal in, the, in those. Yeah. Stuff, if in you're a racist or a, or a chauvinist or feminist or whatever, the only board game you could play and get away with that was Guess Who. Hmm. Yeah, can... that would be problematic nowadays. Do, do yes. they still sell that game? Uh, I could. I would wonder what those what the characters look like nowadays. <laughs> that's a good, I can see that could be problematic. That's a, good, that's a good question. That is something that could be problematic. Uh. Camden has one, and it's animals. Hey, so maybe you know that's how you do it. Do you know what's a great idea, Josh, that you, that you should do? What? Uh, guess who for former Orioles. The guess who game. <laughs> oh, you're trying to steer this back with former Orioles? Yeah, but I mean, you've got a lot of players to choose from. And I feel like a lot of unique-looking ones. That's a really good idea. Isn't it? Like, guess who, like, Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the Orioles. And you don't even have to do like long term. You could just do like Orioles of the past decade. You could even do like different stages of Darren O'Day. Right, right. With the mustache without the mustache. Yeah, exactly. So what type of questions? Man, now I feel like we have to do. Guess we have Hunter to... Harvey would be easy. Just pick for the mullet. Uh, does your guy have a mullet? Hunter Harvey got him. Right, right. Um, right. Uh, yeah, does your guy have a mustache? Yeah, you could even do like types of hats. Is his hat on crooked? Oh, huh? that's a Pedro Strope giveaway. Does is or your guy is your guy wearing the orthologically correct bird on his hat? Mm, yeah, you could narrow it, narrow it down. Right, right. Years that way. Yeah, I, I feel like we need to do a a video episode of this podcast in the coming weeks, like a Christmas special. Where we play Guess Who <laughs> Orioles version. I, th- yeah. I think that would be fun. Right. And you know what? For that, Bert might even show back up. That's true. That That's up Bert's alley. That's, that's you know game what? time. We need a Bert's game time. Yeah. But it's video version, so like the people listening can see the picture of it, but we can't. And we have to ask questions to solve which Oriole it is. 
just grabbing that Oreo. Right, right. And and, and trying not to, not to say anything uh, that people are going to give you flack about. So. Yeah, we don't want another Lamar Jackson incident here. Right, right, exactly. Right. Is your guy wearing white sleeves? Yeah, I was. And did take him off to hide the ball? Him credit for white, for white, for wearing white sleeves, like sticking it to the clown. Though I don't know if Lamar Jackson actually wore the white sleeves to stick it to the clown. I think he was just cold, but I don't know. I but then he, at half right, he took him off. The white sleeves off. So right, you think he took him off because he said, "Oh, these sleeves aren't hiding the ball." Nah, I, I think he took it off because he was probably sweating, and he probably was wearing right. it because he was probably cold. Well, that's that's just my take. Um, I do want to talk some Orioles, Josh. I have some. I've been getting more fired up about the Jonathan VR trade. Every day that goes by, I get more fired up about it. And I also want to get to the Dylan Bun- Bundy trade and talk some winter meetings. The biggest day of the Orioles year is coming this week on Thursday. Well, we uh, gotta, but before we get to all that. We got to yeah. talk about the Buffaloes, too. The Oryx Buffaloes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got to talk about, about those guys, too. I also want to talk about um, – we're also going to get to – What's winter warm up? Oh, yeah, I want to get to I that. Know you're going. Oh yeah. Oh, right yeah. now you see, you saw the weather report, right? Josh, well, I'll I'll get right, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Where do you want to well, start? Let's start with the. Let's start with the rate because I don't even know. Uh, we can talk because there's a thing called the Camden bubble, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, but oh, let, good let, point. Let, I forgot about. I've been out of the Camden bubble. Hey, uh, but let's start with football real quick. All right. All right, let's talk football. Where do you want to go? Ravens won again. Big news. They won again. But actually, it is news because they now clinched a playoff spot. Yep, they they clinched a playoff spot. Um, They they beat a really good team, uh, a a Bills team. They've been going up against kind of the best defenses in the league the past couple weeks. 49ers taking care of business now with um, the Bills. And, like, also, I think it's notable – that in both games they put up with some conditions which they're likely to see in the playoffs, right? Like cold rain and against the 49ers. A mess of wind. And then a ton of wind um, in Buffalo. So they're showing that they're like versatile, right? That they're not just a fair weather but, team, yeah. literally fair weather team, but they can also play in, in rough conditions and as well, which cool I think will bode well to playoffs. And how cool is it that they're like that they're knocking out like all the top teams in the league. Like, there's none of this, like, oh, well, your schedule was weak. Like, no one can say anything about the Ravens except they can beat anyone because they're beating everyone yeah. on their schedule and they happen to have, like, one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. Yeah. It's not even, no one even debates it now. They're the best team in football. It's, right. I don't even think anyone's having this discussion anymore, right? Like, the Ravens right now are the best team in football. Right. No, now the discussion is, is how do you stop Lamar? Can you stop Lamar? Did was Lamar stopped in Buffalo and in, in against the 49ers or was it the weather? Like those are the real discussions is is how do you stop this team? Yeah, and I think it's like like we, we were talking about this prior to the Bills game. I think after they blew out the Rams, it was like no one's going to beat this team. But when we played the 49ers and then the Bills, we do look beatable. Like both those games we could have lost if a couple things didn't go our way. But that's, and so is that kind of more impressive? Yeah, maybe. As, especially when, like, both those games, like, especially the 49ers, when, like, they just take the ball and run it for nine minutes to finish the game out. 
yeah. when, and when they can just take charge and, and run the timeout like that and just control well, that fourth quarter, that, that's impressive. It's also allowing our defense to shine. Yeah, and it's also in the playoffs, because you're always playing great teams, you're not going to have those blowouts. Right. So we've proven time and time again that we can win these close games, whether it needs a field goal kick or whether it needs a long drive or whether it needs a defense step but not. Um, I mean, a lot of people have said this, so I'm just saying what everyone else has said, but it seems like every time the Ravens face a new test, they just kind of rise above that test. Even um, on Sunday, their best receiver go, go, going down, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst then made the huge play, right, the 60-some yard uh, running catch. So it seems like every time something happens, the team responds in a positive way. Uh, have you seen the early line on the Jets game? Um. No, I haven't. I haven't well, pulled it up. Is this wait, wait, the, is this the is this the my bookie line, or are you just looking for like a straight line? No, this is the my bookie line. Uh, have you looked it up? Yep. All right, I have not. Take a guess. I would say we're favorites. We're favorites. I'll say sixteen points. Yeah, it's fifteen. Fifteen points. Yeah, I thought that was a big number. That's a big number, and I'll still probably take that number. Well, well, you, I, see, well, here's the deal. The last couple of weeks, I'm I'm thinking, um, like I I don't know, Josh, if other teams, like here's my question: Did other teams find a way not to stop Lamar Jackson? No one's stopping Lamar Jackson. Did did the Giants and Bills are they onto something in slowing Lamar Jackson down that other teams can replicate? Or That's what I want to know. or as simple as shutting down Marquise Brown because the deep ball has gone away. Yeah, and uh, that that hurts. Um. Here's the thing. I, uh, that 15 points, I would wait until a game-time decision to bet money on that or not. Because it's a short week. Today, the Ravens were banged up. Mark Andrews didn't practice today. Ronnie Stanley didn't practice today. Lamar Jackson was limited. And the way this team is standing right now, especially after the Patriots loss yesterday, if I was John Harbaugh, I'd be really tempted to tell RG3 to go out there on Thursday night. Even if you can win the next week and then rest week 17, you can, you know, do your rest of Lamar Jackson for the playoffs. But like, why not rest week Because you 15. want to steal the one, the number one seed deal. You, like, you want to lock it in, right? You, th- you think you seed. can lock <clears throat> All right. With a win against the Jets, yeah. We've seen the Jets play. You don't yeah. think RG3 could beat the Jets? Well, why don't you just throw Lamar Jackson out there? And if, if we're going to beat them, like I think we're going to beat them, you can rest them like we've did right. in the first half season, in the, in the third quarter and fourth quarter. Because there's... But why, why ro- roll the dice with RG3? What if RG3 goes out there and struggles, which is very possible? I'd have Lamar Jackson as the backup. You can't do that. But I guess, yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, it all depends on how bad this elbow injury, injury yeah, is. The fact, that he was, the fact that he was limited and he still practiced somewhat, for me, that says like he's not really hurt, but... They or they want to get people thinking. They want to put them on the list, you know. I mean, at this point in the season, everyone's banged up a little bit, right? right? Exactly. Just, like, is this a contusion? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel be. like this is the time of year where Tom Brady's on the questionable list every week. Yeah, the, rest the whole of the season. Team, yeah, yeah. So I'm not. I don't think it's a big deal. But you're right. It's the Jets. So the Ravens should knock this game out by halftime. Then you rest Lamar for the second half, like you've already done three times this year. Yeah, and then you can make a decision. Yeah, the rest of the season, what you want right. to do with that. Right, but then that's where it makes, that that's where it makes betting that fifteen points tight and tough. 
Right, right. Because if they goes out with a you know twenty point lead, then RG three goes in there, throws an interception. That's where all this stuff all becomes. Right. You know what silly bet I've been doing on the Ravens for the past three weeks? Yeah, I, I hate you and your betting. Go ahead. No, you hate it because you're now hooked too, and you're doing it too. You're, yeah, you're, and when I'm I'm left out in the uh-huh. street, unable to pay my mortgage, I'm going to blame you. Did you get screwed by that half point you missed out on Sunday? Uh, no, it didn't matter. All right, good. Um, all right, here's the pr- silly prop bet I do. It's because won by seven. Right, here's the silly prop bet I do every week. I go in right before the game, and I bet $2 that Patrick Ricard will score a touchdown. Mm. Because the odds, because we saw that once last year, and the odds are on a $2 bet if Patrick Ricard scores a touchdown, the payout is $900. Mm. So, I, so you I, bet this every year for the next three years. It just hits once. Right, exactly. You made so money, like yeah. the past three weeks, I've been doing it. And because I'm like, I know how Lamar likes to like, he likes to spread the touchdowns around and like give it to the hardworking guys, you know? So yeah. I keep thinking, it's coming, it's coming. But doesn't that make, I mean, this is 2019. We just recently celebrated the, what would it be, the 100th anniversary of the Black Sox and that whole, you know, yeah. gambling fiasco. Isn't it kind of crazy, though, that football is so tied with betting? And, Josh, just like that, like, imagine... If you're Lamar Jackson and a family member wants to put five hundred bucks or thousand bucks or two thousand bucks on Ricard getting a touchdown, and you like you know call up Lamar and say, "Hey Lamar, can you like?" There's it just seems so easily. Well, you didn't you read the story uh, just a couple of weeks ago, at the just a few weeks ago that Josh Shaw of the Arizona oh, yeah, Cardinals suspended. got suspended yeah. because he he bet and on his he bet at one of the casinos, and. When you do that and you fill out the card to bet all the money, you got to put what your op- occupation is. And he wrote on there, NFL player. Yeah, he so didn't then, think he was doing anything wrong. Right, yeah. he didn't know he was doing anything wrong. So then they just called up the NFL and said, uh, we got one of your guys here. So, Yeah, it's just it's crazy the way it's game, the game is going. Though, it is. Like, and it's like after years of saying, oh, we can never have a team in Vegas because of betting. And like it's so in bed with from fantasy football to the – to daily sports betting, or what do they yeah. call that, daily fantasy. To yeah, now we're gonna and we're gonna see it more and more as betting yeah. becomes more and more legal. Sponsoring across the, the game and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's crazy. But then at the same time, like when you think about the Black Sox scandal, like they, they have to enforce that. Like if that happened today, even with all the gambling accepted, if we found out that that the Orioles were throwing these games and because they were betting on them, it'd be a big deal. It'd be like something the Astros would do. Yeah. Well, you know, Michael Eisen is charged, so, so right. who knows? Right. If they, maybe they are throwing games. If they are, they didn't do a very good job because they only got the second pick, not the first pick. Well, unless they were betting against them the whole time. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why they traded Jonathan the, VR because we're the, trying to lose. The Dolphins are doing a pretty crappy job throwing it as well. Uh, yeah, and so are the Redskins. I, I know some Redskins fans who are unhappy you know, that they've won a couple games. Speaking of betting in the Redskins, I had a six-game parlay yesterday. Every game went my way, except I needed yeah. the Packers to win by 12, and they won by five. Mm-hmm. I had a grand on the line because of the stupid Redskins. Yeah, you got to take, take all those points, Josh. I could have told you that. 
I, the Skins, I figured they were going to get blown out by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah. The Skins are supposed nice. to be the worst team in football. You saw that the TV ratings of the Baltimore Ravens are getting higher ratings in D.C. than the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Can, so, I, can, I, can I make a point? I think this is a good point to make that I've been wanting to make for a little while because it's driving me, things drive me nuts. This bandwagon. Can we talk bandwagons for a second? Oh, Bandwagon fans. Did I tell you about my day down here? One day... Right after the Ravens beat uh, the – who was it first? They beat the Patriots. They beat the Seahawks, then the Patriots. Um, what, which game yeah, was the – what, what was the Monday night game the or Rams. Sunday night? I think it was done by the Rams. It was the Rams. Whatever, whenever they won the big game, the next – I have never met a Ravens fan in, in Florida. The next day, I went to Zaxby's, Publix – and some other place, and all three cashiers told me they were Raven fans. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I just was like, welcome to the bandwagon. Like, everyone, there's so many bandwagon fans out here. Are you annoyed by the bandwagon fans? We dealt no. with it with the Orioles in uh, whatever, 2012, 2013. You handling it better with Raven fans? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't understand. See, for me, like I don't understand what you mean by bandwagon fan. It means someone who cares about the team only when they win. Uh, That's like ninety percent of the fan base, right? I, I have a newsflash: when the Orioles suck, I watch less games than when the Orioles win. I go to more games at the stadium when yes. they win than when they lose. Does that make me a bandwagon fan? I think so. So well, I think all it of depends. us some kind of like It depends who you were cheering for during this time that the Orioles were sucking. Were you cheering for the Red Sox? Were, no, did you go I think down to DC and and were, do you have a curly W in your closet? No, no, don't be ridiculous. But I think those are some accuse, of these people. I think people accuse people of being bandwagon fans who like don't watch the team every week when I, they're at their worst. And then, because they're tired of watching Joe Flacco, then all of a sudden they watch the games again. Oh, they're a bandwagon fan. That's what people mean. I saw. You didn't watch every single game with Joe Flacco. Therefore, you can't enjoy the Lamar Jackson games because you're just a bandwagon fan. I I think it's utter nonsense. I saw someone yesterday wearing a Joe Flacco jersey. And and Mandy made some comment about how, oh, look, now girls down here even like the Ravens. And I said, nope, if you're wearing a Joe Flacco jersey, you're not new to the bandwagon. You get a pass if if you're a Joe Flacco if you were here for Joe Flacco, you're good. Uh, but I saw so but many people. Judge, every fan base, every fan base cares more when their team wins. Yes. It doesn't make the whole fan base bandwagon. It just right. means you care more when your team is relevant and winning oh, more. Definitely, it's just and, fandom. And the Ravens, Ravens are grabbing a whole lot of fans when you have one as someone as exciting as Lamar Jackson. Believe but, that. Like you, as a kid, why'd you cheer for the Cowboys? Because of Emmett Smith. Why well, cheered for Deion Sanders? That or Deion, Deion Sanders. Sanders. Deion Sanders. That's who it was. Uh, but like you chose you, because when you didn't have a team or your team sucked really bad, you cheered for those exciting players. The flashiest dude in the NFL. Right, yeah. Like so, in the baseball, you cheered for the Mariners because of Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey, sure. That's the that's how we're what we're dealing with now with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. He is the most exciting guy on the football field. If it was up to I don't know, the NFL, every single game with, with Lamar Jackson would be prime time because he's the most marketable. Like the his way he plays football makes people who aren't even huge football fans amazed with how he 
breaks ankles on silly plays. So I get it. Um, no, I, bandwagon fans, I would classify as all those people in my timeline who were Oriole fans, who were listening to this podcast, who I were posting pictures with I back the birds and suddenly had curly W's this October. Okay, I don't think there's a whole lot of those guys, though. I think, they, a, <laughs> I think there's a whole bunch. No, I don't know I about think that. everyone listening to this knows a couple. Because cause people want to say, because there was a guy who tweeted out, a guy tweeted out, some random dude, tw- uh, tw- tweeted out that you shouldn't be spending the money on the Orioles because they're just giving away all their players. And this guy got crushed on Twitter for saying this by like all the people we follow on Twitter for crushing this guy saying, we don't want you there when we're celebrating the world series in 2023, you bandwagon fan. And I'm like, dude, if the Orioles have proven that they don't care about their team this year, then why would you spend your money? It doesn't make you a bandwagon fan. I mean, it makes you fiscally responsible. (laughs) Wait till they care about spending money. Then you can care about spending money. Which brings me to a good point. And Drew Forrester was making this point. And I kind of, I, I agree with him. All right, so the Orioles aren't investing any money in their team, right? But right. they're asking us to pay the same price for tickets to see these, this team play for the same well, price that they were asking us to see not. Manny Machado? Yeah, like, but we're not. But, but season okay, ticket but holders asking. are. They're asking season ticket holders to pay the same. And there's less season ticket holders now than there was last year, probably, and the year oh, before yeah, that. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. They're, gonna make, they're making less money, but they're expecting, like, that'd be, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, it'd be like, I don't know, it'd be like someone making, I guess, a crappy movie compared to a good movie. It costs the same amount of money. But, but Josh, but to address that, because there was people going to see less movies, and then they did, like, your freaking movie pass until people, like, you took, took advantage of it and they had to go out of business. But the Orioles did the same thing with, like, the September flat. Like, the Orioles are doing creative ways to make it affordable to go to I games, know. right? Like, they had to show up in September for 30 bucks or whatever. They did. They did. Uh, so I think they are addressing those things in their own way without reducing all the ticket prices. Yeah, I just don't think they're doing a good job handling. I think they're doing a good job trying to get more people in the, in the stadium except for season ticket holders. I think season ticket holders should be treated like gold. You know, and should be like you know, loved, and I don't think they're loving season ticket holders. What do you, what do you, and you've been complaining about that, Josh, since for years, for years, yes. What do you, but, but, but what do you think about the, um, I don't know what they call it. Do they call it orange carpet? Do they call it, they call where it, we got the orange badges? And yeah, yeah, we yeah. We got discounts. No, and, and I thought that was, I thought that points. was, I thought that was good and that was decent. Um, I just think like when you're going into the season knowing they're going to be horrible, you, I don't think – I mean, we talked about Elias and, like, his strikes just a few weeks ago. I don't think right, – I think it's a rough off season. I don't think winter warm-up is how you excite season ticket holders. I'm excited about it. All right. Are you, so you're going to winter warm-up. And, yeah, yeah. I get that it's in the, – the best thing about it being in is that it's in the Camden bubble. So, well, you know – the thing that cracks me up is if you go to the website and you go to winter warm up on the website, like they're making a big deal about it. Like there's a, a countdown four days, 14 hours, 30, 31 minutes and 16 seconds, make it 14 seconds until winter warm up. So they got the big old countdown. All right. What's going on at, so it's this Saturday. What's going on at winter warm up? I'll read the whole description. All right. It'll take me about two seconds. Oh, I got so to get, the world of the- you got to pay. 
Well, it says 2020 Birdland members are free. Am uh, I a 2020 Birdland member? Uh, I got to log in and make sure Dad renewed because I'm not really managing your tickets anymore, but I probably still am. But I'm not a All Birdland right. member anymore. Yeah, or I can bring in a winter coat. All right. So I think I got a winter coat lying around. But it says uh, join the Orioles at Camden Yards it's, for a festive It is outdoors, fun. so you'll want to wear a winter coat. Enjoy a conversation with Orioles executives. Or enjoy a conversation with Orioles exec- executives. Are they going to be back from the winter meetings, I guess? Complimentary I guess so. hot chocolate and coffee while shopping at local holiday gift shops on Utah Street and enjoy a bite from local food trucks. So that's the whole description of the event. I, I like the team store discount of 50%. Where is that at? Uh, it's right here. A conversation with Michael I, Sigma Dell, and Brandon Hyde. Live holiday music. Oh, I didn't get the names either. Photos with Santa Bird. Complimentary hot chocolate and coffee. Ice sculpture dem- demonstration. Holiday face paint and balloon animals. Team yeah. store discount 50%. Authentic store discount 25%. And the first 200 purchases in the team store receive a complimentary ornament. And the first 1,000 receive a blanket. Yeah, a blanket that will never go in my house. If Emily sees me taking another one of those blankets home, I think she's going to kick me out of the house. You already, you already have one of these Shepard blankets, yeah, right? Sherry hates the one we have, and she's not going to be able to bring him another one. I don't have one, but I bet there's one at, I bet there's one at Dad's for me. Yeah. So um, local gift shops are going to be yeah. there. Yeah, so Animal I'm actually Sense, works, the Baltimore, Baltimore I'm excited for this. Yeah, are you going to just, okay, do, do you want to take the next 10 minutes, Josh? I don't, think any, vendors too? I don't think any of these vendors are real places. Have you ever heard of Fuzzy Mug? Or Sipping Pretty Designs? Or Natasha? Oh, you looking at, Nata- I'm looking at Jimmy, Jimmy Seafood. Natasha's Just Brittle. <laughs> the White Paul Run Mitts. Dina Verga Soaps. Drama Mama Books. Let me done, and then we can continue the podcast. Scent Candles. Mount Royal. There are three soap companies, and one. Uh, and all right, hold on, hold on. There are three soap companies and two scent companies. Like I, I don't know what's going on. So, uh, I don't. Well, I'll, I'll find out. I'm more excited about this than I would be for FanFest. All right, why? What makes this better than FanFest to you? Well, you know I hate lines, and I feel like there will be less people out here than we're at FanFest. Yeah, it's only three hours. The only reason I would go to FanFest would be to hear Sigma Dell talk or to hear Mike Elias and, and right. Manager Hyde talk. And so I get to see that without going through all – like I don't do the autograph lines. I don't do all that stuff. I'm okay with it being outside. I know, Josh, ever since you moved to Florida, you're like, oh, my gosh. I can't it believe was, people actually stand out in 40-degree weather. It was 80 degrees We just went today. to a freaking parade. At 6.30 at night uh, to 8.30 at night, it was freaking in the 30s, me and a two-year-old and nine-month-old, and no one died. We were all fine. We just bundle up, and you do all it, right. and we all had a great time. So it's not that serious. All right, I'll give you that. When I come home for Christmas, I am going to be freezing. I have adapted to the Florida warmth. I know. Yeah, no one cares that it's going to be 30 or 40 degrees. Like, it's not that serious. We're all going to survive. And they're giving out free hot chocolate and hot coffee, so... That's good, because normally when you go to Camden Yards, that hot chocolate and coffee is like eight bucks. I don't know. I would imagine. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be a good time. I'm going to take my son, Silas, and uh, maybe Faye. We'll see if I can find someone to watch her. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good time. All right. Maybe some uh, 336ers will find you up there. 
And it better be a good time because I'm skipping the St. Michael's parade, Christmas parade, to go to this. <laughs> so one. many parades. So it better be a, better be a good. The only parade the I want to go Christmas to parade, is a Super Bowl or World Series parade. At the St. Michael's parade, there's llamas, so I'm giving up llamas for this thing. So it better be good. Uh, Llama Jackson. Is that yeah, well, yeah, Llama Jackson. Lamar Jackson? Here, that, that would be. Yeah, that would be all the more reason to go. Right. Um, winter meetings are this week. Yeah, Thursday is the is the Rule Five draft. Right. Mark the calendar, boys and girls. Are, do the Orioles even travel out to San Diego before Thursday? Huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, and they're over there. I don't know if they're part of the Garrett Cole sweepstakes, but uh, but they're out there doing something. All right. Free trip, free trip to San Diego. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Michael Elias might be trying to sell off another minor league team or, or, or try to get rid of our best player, Trey Mancini. Who knows what he's up to? I, Don't leave Michael Elias alone. Right, right. Yeah, sell the shirt off our backs. Right, no players are listed on that winter warm-up. Yeah, that's right, for good reason. Right. No, I want to I touch on this uh, Jonathan VR trade. Right. I get more fired up every day. All right. Didn't we cover it last week? It's been a while, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Do you know what happened last week? No. Um, we had a very important show last week with Adam Pohl. Oh, that's right. All right, you're right. We had a great conversation when, with Adam. Yeah, but we never really got to talk about. No, it was Trump. a really long episode. Or Dylan Bundy, because it was all about the minor league system, which is fine. That's why we had him on. Yeah, and, but we really didn't get to this stuff. That's true, and I don't think Dylan Bundy was traded at that point. Right. Well, all right. He's traded now. Yeah. All right. and, so, and, so, and so is Jonathan Villar. All right, so let's let's start with Villar. Villar was traded for not much. Yeah, I don't I don't know. To the Some twenty four year old guy who was in the recent draft in the in last year's draft, but twenty four years old in in single A. A lot of these guys are all but like one of the pitchers we've gotten back out of the five are like single A guys. So they're all far off. Who knows what's to make of it? But essentially, like Jonathan Villar, like demanded nothing in return and so we got some throwaway um arm from the miami marlins for jonathan vr because no one else wanted them and i would like to contend here on the podcast a couple i'll make a couple points first of all i am a hundred percent certain that no one is upset about the jonathan vr trade you're not you're not upset I... about the jonathan VR trade. Even think, if you think you're upset, you're not upset. I know one you're person not. who's upset. He's not. You don't think Jonathan Villar is upset? No. Because that he's got to go to the Marlins? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll rephrase it. I don't think I, mean, I don't think he cares, right? One crappy I mean, I guess, and he's going to Miami. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's complaining about Miami. But but I don't think any Oriole fans are upset about this deal. Yeah, I don't care. Because if I were if I were to tell you last year or the previous year or in the middle of the season, that Jonathan VR is being traded, no one would care. Everyone would say, this is rebuilding, we're supposed to trade Jonathan VR. Like, no one has a problem with trading Jonathan VR. The problem is, and the problem came up, in that no one wants Jonathan VR. <laughs> nobody right. wanted him. Yeah. And that's what Oriole fans are like, well, why does nobody want him? And I'm like, why does nobody want him? I feel like there should be a market for a guy who puts up a four war, $10 million, because they think they can have him for cheaper. So what people are upset about, just to be clear, is not that Jonathan VR is traded. That's not what you're upset about. You're upset that other teams don't value Jonathan VR. Yeah, and they that's don't value not, your trash. Like, fault. That's not the Orioles' fault. That's no one's fault. But like, just other teams don't value Jonathan VR. Yeah. And that's why you're mad. Yeah. You're not mad because we traded him, right. to be clear. 
Right, you're mad because the Orioles don't have anyone good to trade because Dan Duquette already traded anyone good we had. Yeah, and the guy, the one guy on your team that you think is the best or one of the best players, nobody else wants him. So, for $10 million. Sorry, that, that's just the way it is. And people who complain about the Jonathan VR trade or people who complain about the Dylan Bundy trade need to get on board with the program. Josh, um, um, next Saturday is not only winter warm-up, it's also my birthday. I'm expecting my gift in the mail. I'm turning 36, Josh. But in 36 years on this earth, Josh, in 36 years, I've never seen the Orioles play in a World Series, let alone win a World Series, in 36 years, right? right. That's what all this is about. It's about 2023 winning a World Series. Jonathan BR in this point, this whole argument, this whole discussion is is so pointless. I can't even comprehend why anyone's mad about him. Michael Elias was not brought in here to like get re-sign or keep players that are kind of fun to watch. What are we even talking about here? We're talking about, oh, I want to keep Jonathan VR because he's fun to watch. Because I got to watch my team learn lose sixty games, but Jonathan VR is fun to watch, so let's keep him. What what are we even talking about here? Who cares? It's not fun to watch a sixty win team, no matter who's playing. And if the whole goal is to be fun to watch, bring a freaking uh freaking elephant or uh, or a giraffe to run around the bases. Oh, as, as, mon- as monkey, monkey rodeo. Yeah, do a freaking monkey rodeo. It's, it's it's not about having fun. Okay, guys, Michael Elias is here for one reason only to win. To get us into a World Series and to win a World Series. That's what this whole thing is. And Jonathan VR is not doing anything in, in, in 2023. Uh, and frankly, I think you need to have a tough discussion about Trey Mancini. Sorry. I, I think I you need to have a tough discussion about Trey Mancini. Because you know when he becomes a free agent? 2022. Right. It's coming back. You know fast. what we're trying to win? 2023. But, hey, but you say, hey, Matt, wait, wait, Matt, wait. He's a good player. You need good players in your team, so you resign him. He's still relatively young. He'll still be in his early 30s by uh, by, by by the time he's by by 2023. But then I, I would caution you, and I would say, hold up, Oriole fan, do you want to resign in your highest play, paid player who you resign to be a first baseman? I feel like we went down that road before, because you're not going to pay him to be a subpar left fielder when we get a bunch of outfielders coming up. And so you're going to pay a first baseman is going to be your highest paid player? Is that what you want to do? Because I don't know. If you look across baseball, not very many baseball teams make first base their priority and put all their money into a first baseman. Mm-hmm. But is that what you want to do with Trey Mancini? Right. So I think you need to have a real tough conversation with Trey Mancini. Right. They, the Nationals didn't just set records signing a first baseman today. They set yeah, records yeah. signing a dominant right. pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and you need to save that money for the real needs. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it looks like maybe Ryan Mountcastle can cover at first base. Or someone else can cover at first base. True. And maybe you need to invest that money somewhere else. Agreed. Like, I'm not saying that trading Mancini is a, a done deal, but I'm saying, like, if what's the goal? Is the goal to have you be entertained for two years so I can watch Trey Mancini have a couple great years here? Because I love Trey Mancini, everything about him. But I don't care. I don't care about Trey Mancini. I don't care about John VR. I don't care about any of them. All I care about is the world series. All right, so and so what will get what will get me to that point? I could care less about the rest. Freaking burn burn down the stadium for the next three years. Get me a World Series. That's all we should care about. All right. Well, do you care about this? Michael Elias is out in San Diego. He had his little press conference with the local media just a little bit ago, and he's here's some quotes from him. 
One, he's out there talking to teams about uh, Mikel Gibbons. Good. Trade oh, him, Michael right? Gibbons. Yeah, Michael, sure. Michael Gibbons. Yeah. Um, he's out there looking for a bullpen coaches and some other minor league coaches. Coaches. Good. That's what he should be doing there. He said that he is fairly confident fans who go to Sarasota early in spring training will get to see Adley Rushman. Nice. Does that excite you? Yes. That he's going to get the big league invite. He also said that Keegan Aiken will be given a chance to compete for a rotation spot this spring. Well, we don't have many guys to choose from, so that's not very <laughs> yeah, surprising. Right. All right. That's just a few of his the, uh, quotes. He's uh, had a lot of conversations to, about giving up veteran players to uh, rather than acquiring players and trying to get the feel of the value of his veteran players. Yeah. Listen, listen, I, I'm, I've been one of the harshest, harshest critics of Mike Elias because I think it's silly that they make a T-shirt for him. I think it's silly that everyone wants to make him GM of the year when he's done nothing so far, right? He's won nothing. And I'll tell you what, if you're doing all this, if you're slashing payroll, if you're tanking, and that's what we are, when you keep Chris Davis on the team, yet you cut John DeVar because he's going to make $10 million, that's what's called tanking. And I'm on board, but Mike Elias, you better win, right? You better be able to turn this ship around. But the focus of this offseason, and even though I've been a critic of Michael Elias, the focus of this offseason, the takeaways are, in a year, look at what he's done as far as international investment. Look at what he's done as far as uh, an investment and a relationship now with KVest and improving all the analytics in the minors. Look at what he's done in one year. Look at what he's done in one year. Yeah, yeah. Bringing outside guys. In one year, without Patrick Jones, without all these coaches, what he's already done in the minors, improving our pitching staff. Right. And and that was even before he had a chance to even hire all these coaches. Now he's bringing the coaches in, has another year. So, I mean, everything is looking up and up and up where it should be. And people want to be so focused on the major league side because we're so used to the major league side. And we're, and, and we're, and we're so used to the, the, the what does – you know, they do with Jonathan VR that we're missing the bigger picture on, on what Michael Elias has been doing the past year and a half. And that's been been making our minor league system one of the best pitching programs in all of baseball, which is worth getting excited about. And, and you just lose sight. And Dylan Bundy, again, fine, a nice pitcher. Dylan Bundy does nothing for you in the 2023 World Series. He doesn't. I don't think he makes a starting five rotation, even if he's still healthy in pitching. Right. He's not good enough. We want better. If Jonathan VR is the best hitter on your team or one of the best hitters on your team, you got bigger problems. So why yes. is he on the team? Right. If Dylan Bundy's going to be your number two starter when the season starts or your number one starter, I guess maybe behind John Means, no, number two, right? Then all of a sudden, like, what's the point of having it all? If he's going to be your number two, then you shouldn't have him at all because he's, he's not good enough to be your number two. It means you got to do – you need bigger picture in mind here. So World Series 2023, don't stress about Jonathan BR. Don't even stress about Trey Mancini. I'm telling you, this is about – Bigger than get, I mean, 36 years old, never seen a World Series. Let's let's do what it takes, boys and girls, to get there. So you're Come in on. a you're in a the Orioles need to do this before I hit 40 mode. You're know, like this before I get 40, I need the Orioles to win this World Series. Oh do my gosh, it takes. 36. I just but before I die at this point, <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel it's before I die, halfway through my life at this point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I, so is there anything that ex- to be excited? Can the Orioles just trade stadiums with the Bay Sox for this season? Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
there is, I mean, this is not, you're not supposed to be excited about this year. And this is what I'm talking about like bandwagon fans. If I don't, if I, if someone doesn't want to renew their season tickets, um, I understand. For this, it's, it's not, you're not being a bandwagon fan. You're saying you don't want to watch a team lose 100 games because Mike Elias says he does not care about the major league squad winning at this point. So why should so if you want to call me a bandwagon fan, then you got to call Mike Elias a bandwagon GM because Mike Elias doesn't care about winning in the major league leagues this year. Then, that means I don't care about winning the major leagues this year. It doesn't make me a bandwagon fan. All right. Then why is it wrong for him to ask people and expect people to hop on board for season tickets this year when they're not putting a real team on the field? Yeah, you should uh, on board ask for season tickets for, for the Bowie Bay Sox. You should ask season tickets for. Right. If you want to give a gift this Christmas, give the Bowie Bay Sox Christmas package, not the Camden Yards Orioles Christmas package. Right. So. Yeah, you, you, no one can complain about attendance this year. You, you, Mike Elias is not allowed to complain about attendance. Players are not allowed to complain about attendance. No one, fans shouldn't be allowed to complain about attendance this year because it is what it is. Right. Everyone know knows you're going to suck. So why would you go? I'm going to go because I'm an idiot. But I don't blame anyone for not going to a single game this year. Yeah, I can understand that. But you're still going to go. I'm still going to go because I'm a glutton for punishment. And there is, like, there's something about, it doesn't make me a better fan than anyone. But there is something about suffering with the team. And it's going to make when they win, you know, all the more glorious. But I don't know. I, I've suffered enough. I think all Orioles fans have suffered enough a hundred times over that I don't judge anyone for going or not going to a game at this point. I tried to If you want to turn off, like this would be a good time. I wish I was in a stage of life I could do it to go to freaking Tanzania again for yes, the last two years and disappear and then come back two years uh, and, and have the Orioles be good again. Right. right? That, I mean, it's at that point. Leave the country for two years. Right. That worked out well for you and the Ravens. Skipped out on some rough years. Uh, yeah, it's true. I've been I've been here for all the Ravens. Right, Bowls. right. Absolutely. Yeah, Kyle Bowler becomes quarterback, and you leave the country. Yeah, coincidence, uh, maybe. Right. I tried to log in to check the status of your season tickets, and my login didn't work. So I'm guessing yeah. maybe Dad took over and kicked me out of the uh, season ticket plan. Yeah, you've been replaced. Which That's all right. Sense. Yeah, I'm, I I gotta. I don't know if Dad wants to go. I was gonna ask him. I don't know what he's going on. How about Bert? Bert now be going down there. Oh, I haven't talked to them. Yeah, I should talk to. I should reach out to them too. Right. See if they're gone. So, uh, will Adam Jones be there? Hmm. Highly doubt it. If you, he was, though, I'd give him a good solid konichiwa. Were, were you surprised by that announcement today by Ken Rosenthal? That he is it official or that he may go play for the uh, in Japan? Ken Rosenthal's tweet says free agent Adam Jones. Talking to the Oryx Buffaloes about a multi-year deal, sources tell The Athletic. If he decides to go to Japan, an agreement could come this week. Do you, is that a little like, do you think that's gamemanship of saying like, hey, the winter meetings are this week. Last year, he had to wait like all the way into like mid-February or maybe March for a team to sign him. Is this a little saying like, hey, look at me now or I'm going to Japan? Yeah, I mean it. I mean, no one cares about Adam Jones. Right. I mean, it's proven last year. The problem is, like, call your bluff. You're going to Japan. Yeah, I don't think this is even a bluff. Like, if you, and you, you reminded me, Josh, of it. 
like last offseason was miserable for Adam Jones. Yeah. Because he thought he was good. Right. We all thought he was good. And we thought the market was going to reward him in some small way for being good. And the market never rewarded him. Like he had to end up signing a crappy right. one year deal. Crappy, you know, only made a few million dollars. Sucks for him. Um, but he did not get nearly what he thought he was worth. And he had to wait all of offseason just to have teams tell him he's not fast enough or he's not this, he's not that. Right. Where he can go um, to Japan and be a star because he played in the majors. Yeah. And not have to put up with this crap of not being appreciated. Right. Playing the game he loves. So it, it fits Adam Jones. It fits his personality, I feel like. He's outgoing. I, I just feel like it, it's a good move for Adam Jones. I think he'd be happy being loved and appreciated there. Right. Um, would you go to Japan or would you sit back and say, you know what? I've made enough money in the majors. I'm going to enjoy time with my family. Oh, I think it'd be awesome to go to Japan and play for a couple of years. I, I'm surprised more players, especially in his situation, right, mid-30s. Um, what, who was the – there was a basketball player like who went to China and became like – Still, there's statues of him. I think it's Stefan Marbury. Is, is that the guy who, like, was a rejected out of the uh, NBA team, like a superstar oh, well, in remember, China? Didn't Lorenzo Ball's, like, brother, just get younger brother, go there instead of playing college ball or something? Yeah. And he's playing yeah, over so, there, and now he's, like, up for the NBA draft or something? Yeah, with the one-and-done role in the NBA, there's, there's always talk about people are going to go there instead of going to college, going to go overseas and play where it's – better competition or, or know where they can actually make money make money while they're doing the same thing as if they went to college yeah so i think it makes sense on that part but no one's really done it right like right. ball has been the exception and i wonder if like is adam jones going to be the exception um we see smaller players like tg mcfarlane go over there right this is the biggest name normally if you reach the type of name of adam jones where you're you're a uh multiple all-star game winner or not winner, but all-star game appearances, a um, guy who's on the national like stage. He's, he's done the home run derby thing. He's done the um, World Baseball Classic and star of that. Like he's, he's not a name. He's not one of these stars that we've just made him a star in Baltimore. Like he was right, one of the places of Major League Baseball. Right. Is this the biggest name we've seen talk about going over there? And is this and is this does it make a whole lot of sense? You think of uh, what's the Tom Selleck movie where he goes over there? I think it's Tom Selleck. Is it Mr. Baseball? Mr. Baseball, yeah. yeah. Where he goes over there and plays. And I feel like right now with analytics and this obsession in the U.S. of like younger, faster, yeah. is this like the perfect opportunity for old guys to go over to Japan and make a few extra bucks and become yeah. a star? Like if I was Adam Jones. I'd call up my best friend David Ortiz and said, "Go with me. Let's do it. Like, yeah. let me get I, I, a whole I team mean, together. Let's let's. I, I'd be yeah. tempted to make a to make a super team of ex MLB players and like be like, just go on over there and play these Japanese teams. Yeah, or, or I mean, it doesn't have to be ex MLB players, right? It could be guys like Adam Jones who are in their mid thirties who feel like they're no longer appreciated with the analytics yeah. and how much they want to make. Totally. Um, like you could make a team. Uh, like I was looking at, you know, they listed the most prominent names to be DFA'd or um, like who, who they, because they don't want to pay the arbitration number or whatever. So release because of arbitration number. And you could make a good major league squad, which is the guys teams are releasing. Um, so I don't know how much they pair with Japan, but you could definitely put together a good squad. And I'm, I'm surprised 
kind of more people don't do the Adam Jones route, as opposed to like if you had the choice of being like a triple A player, a veteran like Jace Peterson playing in triple A or going to Japan, making maybe twice as much money and kind of being more appreciated. I, I, I'd probably go to Japan. Now this, I think it's smart on Jones. Now Joe, Joe Treza of the, you know, the Orioles beat writer for MLB.com. Sure, yeah. He clarifies that Adam Jones is considering going to Japan next year, but he also has other options that he's considering as well. Okay. So, it could be a headline. It could be a cash thing to try to get more money. But it's still intriguing as we see sports like the NFL want to expand to international, like expand their league internationally. It's inter- And baseball, doing with the World Baseball Classic, it's interesting to see a player kind of take the control and say, I'll just go over there. I, maybe I'll go over there. That is interesting. Yeah, I think there's been enough crossover at this point that, I'm sure a lot of people in Japan already know Adam Jones' names, right? Oh, so it's already instant kind of stardom. Yeah. No, it guys, me work, were wondering, like, how do I watch the Oryx Buffaloes? Like, can I get a, can I get a, what, uh, well, I don't know, is it a Japanese league baseball? Like, how do I get a, a, a like, ticket, season ticket, NFL ticket for whatever they call it, Sunday ticket for Japanese games? Yeah. Because that might be more exciting than the Orioles. I though I yeah. I think what I'm doing this year is I'm getting the MILB package for streaming those games, and that's what I'm going to yeah. do is watch those games. And hopefully they'll this this next year have better video quality and all those exactly. things. Exactly. Improve that. Yeah. Right. So I think I'm going to invest since I won't be investing as much money in the Orioles this year. I think I will be investing in that. So that I think the more people that start streaming minor league games, the more they'll invest in, realize they can make some money that way and invest in cameras and announcers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I made the point before that I, I mean, the Orioles, when they made these trades, like for um, um, Dylan Bundy, they got back Kyle Bradish, Zach Peak, Isaac Matson, and Kyle Bronovich. And, um, I think Isaac Matson, the only guy that's close to Major League Ready, he's a reliever. The rest of the guys are, are, are A-ball. And so I wonder if this is Michael Elias saying we're still three or four years away, like we're not trading for anyone close to the majors, like we still need to you know, invest and start from the beginning. Or also if this is like we want to get pitchers in our system because we feel like our pitching program is so advanced that if we start them in low A-ball, we can advance them faster then, you know, we like we want control of them from the beginning because of all the stuff we're doing in the pitch and development program. Um, but I think we should, um, like, I don't know, like, not, not, none of the names we got for Dylan Bundy were top prospects, even in the Brave system. But there are four arms who were recently drafted who um, people were speculating that maybe Mike Elias targeted them in the draft and they just didn't draft them and he wanted to draft them, um, which I don't know. That's speculation. Um but, again, goal is 2023. So I think all this stuff, that's what the focus should be. And where are you getting this 2023 from? How do you know the goal is not 2024, 2025, uh, Because I can't wait that long. Because I'm, 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 I can't wait that long. I thought the goal was 2021. I thought this was supposed to be a three-year turnaround. No, the 2021 was, I think, the stop tanking year. Like, That's right. what I have it in mind. So that brings me, I was going to ask this earlier. Does that mean, all right, so the Orioles were horrible two years ago. 
slightly improved last year. Is this year going to be even worse? Well, one of your best pitchers, Dylan Bundy, he gone. I mean, your best pitcher in the first half of the year it was Andrew Kashner, and he's certainly not coming back to these doors. I don't think we're going to sign a single free agent pitcher. I right. don't. I know people are speculating. I don't think we're going to sign a single free agent pitcher. So your pitcher. rotation right now is Alex Cobb and John Means. Yeah, and you're going to throw Asher Wojciechowski in there. Wojciechowski. He's going to be your number three. And then and Keegan Aiken. Yeah, and then the rotating guys like we did last year, Aaron Brooks and right. whoever is because we don't we guy. don't have Mike Wright Jr. anymore. So right can't be him. Right, so you just find some guy off DFA to throw right. in there. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be Over ugly. Yeah, but again, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, who cares if it's ugly to that the point that we're at sixty games? As if if we win sixty games or fifty games or fifty five games or seventy games, who cares? Are you allowed to get okay. excited if something, if one of these guys that comes up next year, like Keegan Aiken, does good? Oh my gosh, like, that's huge, right? Does that does something like that then have a chance of bumping the timeline up? But what you don't want to happen here, there's some really ugly business going on in San Diego, and I don't mean on the winter meetings. There, I'm cringing to see what San Diego Padres are doing. Oh, you mean how they they're pulling in all the old former Orioles? Well, there's that. <laughs> I That's mean, weird. The fact that they the fact that they signed Ryan Flaherty as a coach. I was thinking more after of Bobby the fact Dickerson and for, Wayne and Wayne Kirby. The fact they traded for Tony Pham, and they gave up a younger Hunter Refro and a good prospect to get Tony Pham, who I think has one one year left, who's right. in his early thirties. Like they're trying to go all in. Well, yeah, because after because why, Josh? Well, they got because, Mach- they got Machado. They want to build okay. around him, right? But the Padres were twenty nine games, I think, behind the Dodgers last year. Right, but they had place. like, but they had one of the best farm systems. That's what I'm saying, though. This year now, they're trading away prospects. They're going away from the process. They're going away from the plan and trying to win now because the GM's worried about getting fired. Gotcha. You're saying they lost and, their patience. Yeah, they lost their focus and lost their patience, and so now. Their goal is going to be to trade prospects a way to try to maybe make the playoffs. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, or to try to compete with the Dodgers. Like, I want to win a World Series. Trust the process, stay patient. So if Keegan Aiken is good, all of a sudden that's awesome. We have two good pitchers. Congratulations, right. Orioles. You have two good pitchers. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't wait, change. Wait, two good pitchers. You already throwing yeah. John Means in there? Yeah, he's he, good. Pro- he proved enough that we can call him good? Oh, a whole year? Yeah, he's all good. All right, all right. Gotcha. But that's one. And if Keegan Aiken's good, which I think is very much up for debate, that would be two out okay. of five starters that you need. I see. So nothing, there's could be nothing I could see that would bump up the timeline. Gotcha. Before 2020. You got to stay true to the process. Gotcha. Hashtag trust the process. I don't think we're going with trust the process, but okay. That's the podcast. All right. So reasons to go to Camden Yards next year is because it's Camden Yards and you can remember all the good times. And you can get a good seat probably. Right. Catch a foul ball. Yeah. And yeah, just enjoy Camden Yards. It is still one of the best. It's still the best stadium in baseball. Yeah. um, I'm going to be at the winter warm up if you want to hit me up. Uh, maybe I'll do that. 
right. You know where to find me. Uh, I'll pay, I'll, right. If uh, uh yeah, if, if some listeners uh, run into you, that you can just FaceTime me. I'll say hi. All right. And maybe I'll go in the team store and I could buy, buy, buy a t-shirt for 50 bucks. Maybe I'll buy a t-shirt for 25 bucks. I so, oh, I, not. I the, take pictures of any Michael Elias related shirts they have in there. Okay. I will not purchase them. No, no, no. Take, no. A, take picture. a picture. Take a picture. Do not purchase them. Um, yeah, 50% will make it about this price of anywhere else. You're right. Yep. Hey, uh, I don't know if you're knowing I've been playing the music. Wrapping the show up. Yeah. yeah. If, if people can check out, should check out birdlandsports.com. It's kind of like the internet version of Birdland Radio that we did last year. Haven't figured out yet how we're doing Birdland Radio this year, but check out birdlandsports.com. Whole bunch of shows up there uh, besides Section 336 and Film Study, Offside Position, Birdland BS, Mobtown Blitz, The Wind Up, Nest Talk, 410 Sports Talk are all up there. So it's Birdland Radio, but year-round. So check out Birdland Sports. Love it. Good stuff. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitters, at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter, at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Get someone good in the Rule 5. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 Podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.